Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Frenchie is here, back from vacation. We are going to talk about a little bit of IndyCar news. We'll make some predictions for this weekend's GMR Grand Prix. Weather could play a factor. More so on Friday than Saturday, it looks like. But yay, if you are a fan of potential chaos, I guess we could see, you know, maybe a crazy qualifying order this weekend. But before we get there, let's go with a non-racing racing question, which we haven't done in a couple of weeks at least. This is brought to you by the fact that the town like fair was just this past week near me and like i don't know about you but i used to go to that all the time when i was little we got a goldfish from one that lasted for no joke like eight years which is, i think like a record for goldfish so you are bringing an indy car driver to your local town fair in the goal is to win as many carnival type games as possible which IndyCar driver are you bringing to be the most successful at those annoying-ass carnival games? It's a good one. I like that. Are you talking current grid? Fair question. Yeah, let's keep it current. Okay. Who do you I could feel do like, like be... an honorable mention at the end if you have like, if you want to say like AJ Foyt because he's going to beat the shit out of everybody. Yeah, we just win by brute force, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Who would actually win? You know what? I could see our boy David Malukas being pretty good at just random games like that. So I'm going to bring him. Okay. I was going to say Alex Rossi because, you know, he's pretty tall. He's got that long reach. So he can kind of reach over and throw those darts at whatever he's trying to hit or whatever game it may be. And he's ultra competitive. So I need that competitive spirit. Did you have like an all time IndyCar driver that you'd want to bring along, actually, since you asked? Yeah, and it's not necessarily someone I would want to spend time with, but I just feel like they'd be yeah. good at this. Right, right. So for for some reason, I feel like Paul Tracy would be really good at random, like, just games. Like, whether it's drinking games, uh, carnival games, just, all like, darts, pool. For some reason, he just strikes me as a guy who's going to pick up any one of those games and be good. Yeah, I could see that. A good, like, somebody who's, like, good at, like, drinking games is probably good at carnival games. And yeah, I can they're... imagine Paul Tracy being because they're almost the same for the most part. Mm-hmm. All right. I dig it. If I were to take an all time IndyCar driver. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't really think about it while while you were talking. So I don't know. Let's be totally off the wall and take somebody who I'd want to hang out with. So wilbur shaw maybe he was like really badass at games back in the day because why not okay okay so we have a little bit of news we'll make some predictions we all know the how this race is probably going to unfold barring crazy rain like last year so frenchy what do we have to talk about beforehand before we get there i think the one piece of major news that we saw over the weekend where we were just kind of sitting around waiting for IndyCar to be back is that these introductions that the F1 world is all up in arms about with LL Cool J. Yeah. um, There's an IndyCar aspect to it that is, I guess, kind of frustrating or just kind of odd. So 
Hello, Cool J said to introduce the drivers. What's up, Miami? Let me introduce you to the 20 best drivers in the world. This is the greatest spectacle in motorsports. This is Formula One. We've already talked about this, that IndyCar, I think, had to reach out to Liberty Media and say something to them about Vegas being called the greatest spectacle and whatever it was. Yeah. Um. So Mark Miles has now reacted to this as well. And he was quoted in the Indy Star saying, I heard that. And my reaction was, I'll bet you race fans know that that's a crock of bleep. <laughs> obviously that it's not the greatest and that the greatest spectacle in racing is right here at IMS in May by every measure. It's pretty wild that no one at F1 would pick up on that. It's not like they use an almost verbatim slogan for the biggest highlight tournament in the world. They picked one that has been used by one of the biggest races in motorsports for years. They're a motorsports series. So someone should have raised a hand somewhere along the line. Clearly it makes sense. I think I'm with Mark Miles on this one. He is a smart guy. He knows what's going on. They're, you know, F1 is poking, I think, at IndyCar. They're almost. They're inviting like, it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't yeah. I don't know if anyone told LL Cool J to say that or if it was particularly written, but he they have deniable, like whatever. What is it called? Plausible deniability because. Sure. Like, oh, he went off the script or, oh, he read it wrong. But, you know, th- they can use this to kind of be competitive with IndyCar and. Like I said, yeah, just kind of make things a little bit more tense and have that rivalry between the two, which we both hate. Yes, I hate the rivalry. It's so dumb. And despite what you might hear us say on tomorrow's F1 episode and a lot of frustration I have with F1, I want F1 to be successful. I want IndyCar to be successful. I want racing in general to be successful because the world is a better place when race cars are fun. And this rivalry bs is i don't know it's annoying and yeah i my first thought was maybe ll cool j just like heard that slogan somewhere he was like that sounds really cool i'm gonna use it sure do i believe that i don't know i I honestly i don't know but it's just like and listen mark miles bravo 10 out of 10 love it on the other hand i'm also afraid that if indycar and f1 get in this like pissing match for lack of a better phrase sorry for any children listening that i just said that but that f1 will win because they are more popular right now you know they will win just based on the fact that they have liberty media behind them and more marketing budget and that's not a knock on any indycar marketing effort which has been substantially improved you know in the last four or five months or so and i'm sure you know when you're in town for the race weekend that like it'll be you know the greatest spectacle in racing just if you haven't figured that out guys i am not going to india this year so frenchy and maybe sarah are going uh but don't worry i'll be back but anyway yeah i don't know it's i'm a little i'm a little worried that like a i think a a a back and forth rivalry is not good for racing in general b i don't want liberty media then to flex its almighty dollar and do something that will make indycar look i don't know silly or juvenile or something like that like it's mark miles said what he needed to say i'm all for it i'm sure doug Bowles will do something similar because that's kind of the guy doug is and 
know, he believes in in everything he does. But after that, like, let's let's just hope we all move on. That's what I hope. Yeah, I I don't see F one and Liberty Media letting LL Cool J just go off the cuff. I don't think that's sure. the way that an F one sure. production works. So again, I don't think that this is. You know, they didn't copy it exactly. They're playing at the the you know, little tiny twists of phrase because they want to take this because it's a really catchy way to say it and catchy way to describe it. But, you know, when you've got the Indy 500 that's been around since 1911, I mean, you're not going to be able to take, I don't know when they trademarked, you know, the greatest spectacle in racing, but it's been around far longer than the last few years when F1 tried to pick it up. So I think any court, like you said, if they really have to go to that, which would be ridiculous, um, would probably side with IndyCar, I would like to hope. Yeah, no, I, I agree with with that. I wasn't even talking legally when I was talking before. I was just talking more just like using media dollars, you know, just TV ads or podcast ads or or whatever. But yeah, I think that's all I got. Yeah, they, they better stop doing this soon. I think otherwise you're going to see somebody like Roger Penske take action. And I don't think that any even people in the F1 world who are very powerful would like to be on Roger Penske's bad side. I know I would not. So so here's I, I, I promise I did not plan. I didn't I didn't even think about this till now. If if F1 and IndyCar get in some sort of like. You know, jabs back and forth. To me, every F1 team principal is going to go, and this is why we don't need another American team in F1, because they get all angry and pissy and moany every time there's a battle. Thoughts? Um, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they'll they'll use this as a way to say right. that it's not the attitude they want in F1, but meanwhile, that's extremely hypocritical. Because... 100%. If you know they're they're super huge on their marketing and trademark and everything like that, and I mean F one is the one I love to watch old F one races, right? And I find them on YouTube a lot of the time, even though I know I could go watch like the full race on F one TV. I like basically not having to choose, and like the yes. random ones that pop up on YouTube are the ones that I can just watch instead of having to go pick kind of uh, you know methodically. But I see all the time that I save these in a YouTube playlist and, you know, F1 takes them down for copyright. Like they're doing it probably on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I could see them saying that. Yes. But I do think that you need to realize, or not you, obviously, but people need to realize that it's it has nothing to do with being American or not. It's just like, this is business and you can't steal somebody's tagline and just get away with it and kind of throw it around casually without there being a repercussion. Agreed. I 100% agree. I just thought that was, you know, because we see how hypocritical some of these F1 team principles are in this you know new team thing that this would be something they'd be like, hey, well, you know, they did this and it's way different than when we piss and moan about everything. So, yeah, I could see Christian Horner saying that for sure. Or Toto Wolf, maybe. 
Yeah, one of the two. It's definitely one of the two, or or Gunther. Those are the only three that are like actually, I don't know, that seem pretty vocal about things. We know Zach Brown wouldn't say it because he's the only team that like has gone to bat for Andretti in this F1 saga at this point. All right, I have a trivia question for you, and then we can make predictions. We know how the race is going to play out. It's either going to be a one-stop strategy or a two-stop strategy. Again, I love strategy races. That's okay. Two races on the road course here in a year. Still not a fan of. Actually, let me start with that. So, obviously, like I think you and I agree, two races on the same road course every year is you know, a little bit monotonous at this point. It is what it is, and I get why they originally did it would you take away the may race or would you take away the july race and you don't have to put another race that weekend like you know, you could give them this weekend off which one would you which one would you remove and why i think i don't know if this is going to be the controversial pick or not but i think i would take the may one out and Agreed. i would just just do like extended month of may practice or something like just give the teams more practice time to prepare for the 500. And then the July race, I feel like is more important because you share it with NASCAR. So it's kind of during the thick of the racing season, I would say like, it's just picking up now and you're, you're sharing it with the Brickyard weekend. So that's the one that really you should be using to market the road course at IMS. I think even if you just say, Hey, you guys can go in, get the cars built for, 500 practice you know next tuesday or whatever but like no ac- extra practice like i saw things on twitter that were like make qualifying over two weekends like no that's never going to happen again it's never 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 going to happen again unless we get it makes to a sense point. for tv yeah it makes no sense for tv it makes no sense financially it just you know people should stop with those ridiculous comments but just give them a weekend off. You, We know half of the teams are looking ahead, not past this race, but there are guys in every team's shop who are just worried about the 500 right now. Not, you know, not the whole teams and obviously not the drivers, but you know, there are guys who are looking ahead. Anyway, my trivia question, we're going to go back to the very first GMR Grand Prix, what was it, the Angie's List or something like that? Was there even a name back then, or was it just Grand Prix of Indianapolis, May 10th, 2014? Okay. Can you name me the podium finishers for the inaugural race? Ooh. Um, I know Simon won it. Yep. But who else was on the podium? I gotta think back to 2014. Wow, okay. That's tough. Was Elio on the podium? He was. Okay, I don't know where he was on the podium, but I just sort of remember that. Who was the last guy on the podium? I want to say Will Power, but I know it wasn't. It was somebody else. Wait, 2014. Mm-hmm. And... No, never mind. Um, Hunter Ray. Yep. Yes. 
You can sense my disappointment in the fact that you got that right. I always get his year that he won the 500 versus the year that he won the championship. Yeah, which was the yeah. same year, correct? Or no, it was two different years. I think he won the hold on, let me let me go to his uh let me go to his Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Stats here. Click on his name. Scroll down. Because Power won the title in 2014. That was his first one. Yeah, uh, Hunter Ryder on the title won the title in 2012, which is the same year he won the 500. Correct? No, he won the 500 in 2014. The year okay. he finished second. I always forget I, this. Yeah, because 2012 was a Dario year. At the 500, yes. Hold on, let me get there. I mean, 2012, yeah, 2012 was, why is this so hard to scroll through? Yes, 2012 was a Dario year when he okay. raced the number 50. I always mess that up. And I always, for some reason, think that Hunter Ray won the 500 in 2014. I don't know why I can't get that out of my head. So I have another. No, wait, he did win in 2014. We just said that. Yes. So he, I have, I thought he won in 2012. That's yeah, that's what it is. I, I, I need to stop doing that. It's okay. I always uh, get them backwards for some reason. I don't know why, but anyway, I have an interesting, this is, I don't know, maybe we should save this for like next week when we like actually talking about the 500, but I'm going to probably forget even if I write it down. So we're going to go to it. So the year Scott Dixon won his only 500 to date was 2008, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was also the year Dario was in NASCAR. Would Scott Dixon oh. have no Indy 500 wins if Dario never went to NASCAR? And I know wow. that's not something like you and I can answer because it was 15 years ago at this point and Scott Dixon did win. We can't take that away from him, but it's just like one of those things. It's when I saw this question on online, I'm I, this is not like an original thought. I don't remember where I saw it, but it's still like, huh, that's kind of. You know, it is what I don't know what to call it, but it was just kind of an interesting thought. Yeah, that is a really good hypothetical because he may not have won it. I mean, Dario was just so dominant at that time. But we know that there are a few 500s that Scott has missed out on that he probably should have won. Yep. 
So it might have just been another one where he was still chasing it, which that would be incredible for him to be this, I guess, just the greatest of his generation type thing and have all these records, but not have a 500. Yeah, it would be like Michael the... Andretti. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it would be like the the reverse Elio. Like Elio has all the 500 wins and no championships and Dixon has all the championships and uh, obviously has won 500. So it's, you know, it's hard to totally compare. But anyway, let's make predictions. Who is OK, let's we're going to switch it up slightly. I'm making this up on the fly as per usual with predictions. Who is what team is going to have the poll award this weekend? So that would be Friday late afternoon. I'm going to say it's Andretti again, because it's going to be like a Rossi, Herda or a Grosjean poll, in my opinion. And then probably none of them will win the race, unfortunately. All right. I'm going with the Penske on the poll this weekend. They've been not super strong and qualifying like there's always been one Penske car that has not particularly had a fast six or a a fantastic qualifying effort so I'm going I think Penske is going to wake up this weekend who is are we gonna have let's let's stick stick with it like we have every weekend who will we have a first time race winner Yes, we could, because Grosjean could win this. He's been really good there. Okay. Because you said yes, I'm going no. Probably be another willpower or something like that win. Okay, who's having a good weekend? Um, I'm going to go with someone different because of who I've already mentioned. But let's say... Who's going to have finally, you know what? I'm going to say that Felix Rosenquist is going to have a good weekend. I feel like he has not had an amazing start to the, well, he was seventh and ninth for Long Beach and Barber, but I don't know. He, it's going to be better for him this weekend than it has been. Outside of Pato, this hasn't been a McLaren track the last couple of years with Felix, but fair. I will say that I'm going to take Lungard. I think four wheels and an engine is going to have a solid, you know, he's kind of like Grosjean. He hasn't won yet at this track, but he's always done pretty well here. So, okay. Who's having a poor weekend? Um, You know, I think that Renus is just not having a good season. And even though he's a past winner here, he's not going to have a good weekend. It's going to be disappointing. Okay. I will take everybody's favorite rookie in Canapino. This, this is a you know not a tough track, but when you've got turn one of the road course here, it can get pretty hairy. And you know maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't get involved, but he just gets kind of shuffled towards the back. And I don't think Yunkos was particularly speedy the last couple races, so I think. You know, maybe they are a team that isn't too worried about results this weekend. Just come home clean and let's switch gears for, you know, the greatest spectacle in racing. Any, uh, okay, let's, since we've done this, over, under, on caution laps. And we are going to, I am pulling up 
how long this race is. I never remember. Is it like 80 laps or something, something along that? Oh, yeah, it's it's a lot, I think. 85 laps. Yeah, it was okay. 85 last year. So <laughs> let's set the over under for caution laps at 13 and a half. We going oh, wow. over or are we going under? 13 and a half. Hmm. I'm trying to see how many there were last year and cheat a little bit. Well, last year's hard a hard comparison because the rain was nuts. Oh, uh, last really... year, but there weren't very many cautions. There were like two cautions for four laps. Really? Uh yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Okay. I mean, I'm until, sure you're right. Uh, in July of 2022. Yeah. Oh, July. Oh. Right. I I I'm sorry. I was thinking May last May is because of the rain. My, oh, I, okay. Let me look yeah. at the May race. Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's not a fair comparison. And again, rain looks more prevalent Friday, maybe a pop-up storm Saturday. So it is me me questioning Frenchie may be useless and not worth the time, but you know, I'm always wrong anyway. So let's have fun with it. I don't want there to be rain for the fans who are there. Yes. Right. But I want there to be rain for the racing because IndyCar does not do enough wet weather racing. And I love to see when they do, especially this is a good place for it because the tarmac is just good. Yeah. Right. And there's not much elevation change. So I don't think it's and there's good runoff. So it's a place where I think it's a safer, you know, track to do wet weather racing and to watch it and have it be cool. Okay. Indy GP last year in May was won by Alexander Rossi. Right? No, Colton Herta. Right? Rossi won the July race. Rossi won the July race. Herta yeah. won the rain race. Yeah, okay. So that race was only 75 laps. And how many cautions did it have? Oh, yeah, this is much more significant. Yeah. Yeah, this is a lot. Two, that's another two. So six plus four is 10. That's another two is 12 plus that's seven is 19 plus two is 21, 23 laps of caution or something like that. Okay. All right. Um, How many did you say? 13 and a half? 13 and a half. Screw it. I'm going with the over. All right, I'll take the under then, because why not? Okay, well, we've got that done. That's this weekend. Hope everybody enjoys. Stay dry if you go. I think I'll actually be watching some World of Outlaws action this weekend, so I might just watch the race like Saturday night or when I get home or, or Sunday morning. We'll see. But Or I'll watch it on my phone while I'm at the track because, you know, race cars are better like why not have multiple forms of race cars like everywhere around me anyway that's all we got you guys enjoy we'll be back tomorrow for an f1 episode that you won't want to miss we will all be ranting and raving quite a bit and goodbye hi listeners we wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from evergreen podcasts and sound talent media called pit lane parlay 
Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.